And now it's time for On the Money with your host, Dan White. Dan has been in the financial services industry for over 25 years, and he's been a featured expert in Forbes, Yahoo, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Dow Jones Market Watch, and has appeared nationally on Fox Business News. Dan is a member of some of the most prestigious financial organizations, including the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. In addition, he's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant, credentials you can trust. Broadcasting from the heart of Wilmington, Delaware, here's your host of On the Money, Dan White. A tsunami is a wall of water that wipes out everything in its path. It's typically caused by earthquakes. But what happens first? The water actually disappears from the usual shoreline, leaving land where there should be sea. And if you're on the shore and you see that happen, the correct response is to run for higher ground. Tragically, though, people often rush toward this new and unusual site. It's hard to blame them. You know, as humans, we are drawn to the unknown. This impulse explains much of our progress, but it also has costs as well. Well, right now... The stock market is in the land where there should be sea phase. (laughs) What we don't know is when the wave is coming. Maybe there's time to venture out and see what treasure was hidden beneath the waves, or maybe not. Prudence would suggest that we go searching for treasure on higher ground. This is an age-old investor conundrum. How do you balance risk and reward? You have clues, but you can't be certain of what is coming or when it will arrive or what it will look like. You know you need positive returns, but you also need to avoid major losses. The answers are never easy. You take your chances no matter what you do. So today, we're going to examine what some of the favorite market wizards out there see on the horizon. Welcome to the On The Money Show. My name is Dan White, and I am the host of your show. As I just mentioned, uh, we're going to talk today about what some of the leading economists and investing gurus out there say is what's happening with the stock market today, why we've got to be very cautious at this junction, and what this all means for your retirement portfolio. Before I get into the program, though, uh, I do want to mention a couple things. One of the biggest concerns that are on people's minds today is taxes. You know, taxes, you know, the country, the country has been on a spending spree, uh, as we say. And since the coronavirus pandemic hit, there was about $6 trillion printed uh, to fight the virus in the forms of, you know, stimulus checks and and all kinds of uh, payroll protection loans and that type of thing. And now President Biden is proposing another $4 trillion for infrastructure. Um, you know, one of the you know problems is we're spending money we don't have. You know, we're currently $30 trillion in the hole. So what's going to happen? They're probably going to have to raise taxes. In fact, one of his campaign promises was we're going to raise taxes. We're going to make the wealthy pay their fair share. So taxes are probably going to be heading up, and if that's the case, 
What can we do about it today? Well, tax rates today are probably as low as we're ever going to see them. So you seriously ought to be considering a Roth conversion. Try, try looking at whether it makes sense to convert a traditional IRA into a Roth. Fortunately, we have come out with a white paper that discusses Roth conversions in detail. If you'd like to get a copy, if you'd like to examine this in the comfort of your own home, this white paper is free. All you got to do is pick up the phone and give us a call, 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. We have several upcoming events this week, uh, the 18th, the 19th, and the 20th. On Tuesday, May the 18th, 5.30 p.m., We'll be at the Metro Pub and Grill down in Middletown, Delaware. Uh, Wednesday, May the 19th, we'll also be down in uh, Chesapeake City, Maryland at 5.30 p.m. at Schaefer's Canal House. And on Thursday, May the 20th, we'll be up in Delaware County in Holmes, Pennsylvania at the Ridley House at 5.30 p.m. All three programs will be today's retirement concerns and solutions. So if you've got questions about your retirement Wondering how it all fits together and how you pull it all together into a plan, uh, pick up the phone and give us a call. Get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. So we're talking about tsunamis today, and, and one sign the water may soon rush out of stocks, indicating tsunami is the amount of money that is currently rushing in. You know, I saw a chart by Doug Cass. He recently shared a chart. It shows the inflows to stock funds since November exceed the total inflows of the last 12 years. <laughs> That's amazing. So let me repeat that. The inflows going into stock funds since November exceed all the inflows going into stock funds in the past 12 years. He pointed out that legendary Bob Farrell, one of legendary Bob Farrell's rules that it is that Individuals buy most of the top and buy the least at the bottom. And note also, this is just stock mutual funds. It doesn't include individual trading accounts. And I suspect the amount entering the market via individual trading accounts is equally staggering. So where is the money coming from? Well, the obvious answer is from the Federal Reserve and government stimulus. But another chart I saw, uh, you know, kind of gets you to understand just how completely, completely out of historical context the current levels are. When you look at current levels as far as individual tax refunds and stimulus checks, I mean, it's still, you know, some of this is, you know, the money just going into stock funds is just ridiculous. Now, some of the stimulus is showing up in retail sales, which were, Absolutely gonzo last week. But clearly some of it is showing up in stock purchases. We see well over three times the normal tax refund and stimulus number pushing $700 billion. And I assume this doesn't even include state unemployment and other indirect stimulus. You know, when markets change, as they clearly have in the last two years, you want to ask if something else changed that might help explain it. Well, Federal Reserve activity and COVID stimulus payments are obvious factors, but I think something else is contributing as well. 
And some history may clarify this. You know, way back in ancient times, which some of us can remember, stocks traded in 100 share round lots. If the share price was $30, you had to invest $3,000 or $6,000 or some other multiple. You could trade in smaller increments, but brokers frowned upon that, and some charged higher commissions, which back then were already extremely high compared to today. And odd lot orders often got executed at inferior prices as well. You know, over time, odd lot trading became a sign of amateur activity to the point some used it as a contrary indicator. More odd lot activity meant uninformed people were entering the market and a top was approaching. But by the 1990s, back office technology had made the whole round lot preference obsolete. Brokers stopped caring how many shares you traded. In effect, a round lot became one share. But now... Now, it's even less. Robinhood and many other trading platforms let users trade fractional shares as little as one one millionth of a share. I believe that this may be more consequential than is generally recognized. I mean, look at some of the share prices for some of today's top companies. Apple is around 130 a share. In the old round lot world, you would have needed $13,000 to trade it efficiently. Now you need less than a penny. This vastly expands the universe of people who can buy and sell Apple shares. And Apple is low price compared to some other popular names like Tesla, around $750 a share, or Amazon, which is over $3,000 a share. We have, without really noticing it, severed the connection between share price and liquidity. This matters in ways I think we may not fully understand. You combine this with game-like mobile apps that let people buy and sell in individually tiny amounts that add up to the big numbers once reserved for giant institutions. And without any kind of institutional decision-making process to constrain rash moves then you further add in trillions in government cash payments often to people with time on their hands because they're unemployed and who need ways to generate income of course some turn to stock trading you know it's a it's an attractive side hustle for a time you know when uber driving is a little less attractive if all you have is a hundred dollars that's no problem We have raised a generation playing adrenaline-charged video games. For a relatively small stimulus check, they get to play in a game where Dave Portnoy assures them that stocks only go up or they can stick it to the man with game stock. But in the bigger picture, all those small accounts add up to enormous sums of hair-trigger money. Some of it has much higher risk tolerance. The app users don't see their account as a nest egg to preserve. In their minds, it's more like buying gas to get to work, something you have to burn. The whole concept of a stock being overvalued or undervalued doesn't really apply. They just want it to move. Where all this leads is uncertain, but I suspect it's not going to end well. 
And one of the first rules that I learned in the market is all it takes to create a bull market is for buyers to show up, and all it takes to create a bear market is for buyers to disappear. I mean, that's a a pretty good rule to live by. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll-free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk about, again, some reasons why the market may continue to go up, but why the tsunami may be coming, and we've got to be very careful at this time. We'll have more after the break. If you're within 5 to 10 years of retirement, this message is for you. There's never been a bigger disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. Unemployment over 15%. Unprecedented federal stimulus. Wall Street has never been more volatile. If there was a vehicle that credited you 7% up front, then grew your nest egg by 6 to 7% a year, guaranteed for the next 5 to 10 years before turning into an income stream that you cannot outlive, would you want to know about it? Call Dan White and Associates now for details. 888-690-8820. Surrender charges and other restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the On the Money Show. My name is Dan White and I am the host of your show. This morning we're talking about how the stock market kind of resembles a tsunami. We know the wave is coming. It's probably going to wipe out a lot of people. We just don't know when. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I know we've been talking about this for, for the better part of 10 years, but You know, everybody that I've talked, and I get a lot of investment newsletters, and everyone that I read says it's it's definitely coming. I mean, the market's been going up. You think about it, the Federal Reserve took interest rates to zero in 2008, and the market's been going up ever since. Well, when you make money free, and this is one of the problems, I think, with our country today, when you make money free, yeah, people will borrow money. They will borrow money because there's no cost to it. And corporations will borrow money. And what are they doing with this money? Are they putting it to good use or are they putting it in the stock market? We're not really producing anything more. I mean, corporations, this is a real soapbox item for me. You know, corporations, because they can borrow money at 0%, they do it. And what do they do with the funds they borrowed? They buy back their own stock. So when you buy back your own stock, there's less shares on the market, meaning each share is more valuable or more expensive. What are the executives' compensations based upon? The stock price. So now they've put the corporate world into enormous amounts of debt, all to pad their own pockets because their compensation went up because the stock price went up. All right, so I'm off my soapbox. But, you know, this is what we're talking about today is what happens, you know, and what happens when this thing ends it's probably not going to be good for a lot of mom and pop investors. Um, let me give you, uh, uh, we have a couple upcoming events this week. Let me go over them briefly. Tuesday, May the 18th at 5.30 p.m. We'll be at the Metro Pub and Grill in Middletown, Delaware. Wednesday, May the 19th, 5.30 p.m. We'll be at Schaefer's Canal House in Chesapeake City, Maryland. And on Thursday, May the 20th at 5.30 p.m., Uh, We'll be at the Ridley House in Holmes, PA. All three programs, today's retirement concerns and solutions. So if you've got questions about your retirement, you're wondering when this thing is going to end and how you can get to some higher ground, uh, these are programs you probably don't want to miss. Another chart I came across was from Dave Rosenberg. Uh, He added another perspective. He came across a chart about current equity exposure in the 
asset allocation survey going back to 2002. And when you look at his chart, equity exposure dropped in early 2020 as the coronavirus struck, climbed sharply, and is now far stronger than it was when the last bull market began in 2009. And I'm not sure that the AA survey captures the individuals. You know, it's hard to call some of these people investors. The individuals trading small amounts on Robinhood and other apps, but their inclusion would only make the point stronger. A bull market needs fuel, and this one has already burned a lot of its fuel. And this is important also because we're talking about percentages, which include whatever money people may have received from the various stimulus programs. That money is already in the wood pile, and it's being burned along with pre-existing cash. Dave had another chart showing the result. Comparing the S&P 500 gains in the last four recessions, this one is stronger than all the others were. You know, this market recovery has actually tracked the 2009 one pretty closely. But remember, you know, the, the last chart I looked at, in 2009, investors had pulled out and then spent months furiously reinvesting. The current recovery we're looking at now happened with people closer to fully invested. That means it is even stronger than the price action shows. Now, none of this means the bull market will tire in the near future. Major market trends often persist far longer than anyone thinks possible. Precedent is reliable until something unprecedented happens. It's certainly plausible to think the economy will bounce back once the pandemic is out of the way, which we all hope will be soon. You know, I've often said how crises often generate growth-sparking innovations. Good things may be coming. The question is whether they will justify today's valuations and even higher future valuations that justify future and further price gains. I mean, think about it. The Fed is adding quantitative easing at a $1.5 trillion annual pace. Let's say interest rates won't rise until 2023 at the earliest. The U.S. government has thrown, or soon will, $5 trillion of stimulus money, almost 25% of annual GDP, into the economy. Yes, not all of it goes directly to individuals, but it will eventually find a home, creating new jobs or programs. At some point, government stimulus has to stop. <laughs> Job openings are plentiful and the economy is opening up. I mean, I don't know if you're paying attention. I drove around this past weekend. Everywhere I looked, help wanted. You know, help, we're hiring, this kind of thing. Job openings are all over the place. Employers are having to pay much higher wages to get someone to come to work. When you can make twenty to $30,000 a year staying home, 10 to $12 an hour just isn't appealing. Ironically, the unemployment checks are actually creating wage inflation. While we may get a massive infrastructure bill later this year, that's going to be spread out over a decade. I don't think we're going to see anything like the current 
free-for-all, multi-trillion-dollar injections like the last 12 months. You know, so that's the problem. That is truly the problem here. When you when you put all this money into people's pockets, what we are seeing today is inflation. I mean, you know it, and I know it. Look at the price of food. Look at the price of lumber. You know, I came across an article which is kind of interesting. They call it the toilet paper, the toilet paper indicator. You know, think about it. Last year, the shelves were empty. Mainstream media reports showed, showed long lines of buyers at grocery stores and Costco, and folks were in no mood to spare a square, as Seinfeld once terrifically put it. You know, I mean, people were panic buying toilet paper last year, right? You, you couldn't find any of it anywhere, right? Well, take Kimberly Clark's business, for example. Last week, they came out, the consumer products company, Kimberly Clark, which includes, includes toilet paper brands like Scott and Continental, they reported first quarter earnings. And first quarter earnings were not a small amount, $4.74 billion, but they fell short of Wall Street estimates of $4.97 billion. Stock price went down 5%. But the most revealing thing to me was what the CEO said about the overall business. He said, you know, Kimberly Clark is navigating through a post-pandemic decrease in demand for paper products such as toilet paper. Those items were in high demand when the pandemic began, but have since slowed down. You know, tissue sales spiked 14% in the first quarter of 2020, declined by 12% year over year in the first three months of 2021. I mean, it makes sense. After all, you can only use so much toilet paper, you know? It's crazy. You never know when you're going to be able to get it. So every time we went out, we got some. That's what people did last year. One woman, one woman up in New York said, I still have 54 rolls of toilet paper stored in various places throughout my home. In the guest room, the back of a linen closet, the laundry room, in the basement. I'm not planning on buying any toilet paper for a while. So again, this is part of the problem. Two weeks ago, Kimberly Clark said it's not just experiencing a demand shortage. It says it's got to raise prices because of a lot of different things, right? I mean, think about it. Where does paper come from? It comes from lumber, <laughs> right? And we've been on an unofficial inflation watch for a while, the story starts and ends with central bank policy, and there's plenty in between. You know, inflation doesn't happen overnight. It's an insidious force that slowly erodes our wealth, perhaps taking a few decades to notice its real impact. You know, Henry Youngman, comedian Henry Youngman, Youngman once joked, Americans are getting stronger 20 years ago. It took two people to carry $10 worth of groceries. Today, a five-year-old can do it. <laughs> We've been expecting expecting inflation to pick up, but we also expect the Fed to step in before hyperinflation becomes a reality. And the Fed has an easy way of doing that. They raise their benchmark rate range. And what happens when the Fed raises interest rates? Well, every time they have tried to do that in the past 12 years, what happens to the stock market? It crashes. Okay, we saw it in 2018 when then Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, right, who Donald Trump had just hired, he was raising, he was normalizing interest rates. And he got up to about 3%, right? We had four or five quarters in a row where they went up a quarter point 
And then in the fourth quarter of 2018, you remember that? We had a correction. Well, it wasn't typically. It went down 19.9%. And you may remember the Christmas Eve massacre when they shut down trading halfway through the day because the market was down 700 points. So again, inflation, if inflation is coming and it gets too far out of control, the Fed's only thing is to raise rates, and that will certainly damper the stock market. That could be the pin that pops the balloon and brings the tsunami home. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888 690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. Today we've been talking about the tsunami, the wall of water that's coming our way. It could be the stock market crash that we're anticipating. We don't know when it's going to happen, but we know it will happen. If you've got questions, we've got answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of their respective parties and not those of this show's producers or this station. Join us again for more On The Money 